What's up, folks? What's going on? Welcome to episode 115 of the Spun Today podcast. I'm your host, Tony Ortiz. Thank you very much for listening. This is a free writing session episode. So in this episode, I share my October and November 2018 writing stats, a writing tip that I picked up along the way. Actually, I might have two for you guys in this episode. I also tell you about what I've been reading. And finally, I read and reflect on some of my own free writing, which is located at spuntoday.com forward slash free writing. If you guys want to check it out for free now or anytime in the future. But first, a word on how you can help support the Spun Today podcast. If you're new to the podcast and would like to help support, check out my book, Make Way For You, Tips For Getting Out Of Your Own Way. It's available in any and every ebook platform of your choosing, as well as in paperback via Amazon.com. For more information about the book, check out spuntoday.com forward slash books. There, you also have the opportunity to drop in your email address and get a free copy delivered to you in a digital format of your choosing. Again, go to spuntoday.com forward slash books. Another way to help support the podcast is by becoming a Patreon. For more on that, go to patreon.com forward slash spuntoday. That's Patreon spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash spuntoday. There you're able to make a financial contribution to the podcast on a reoccurring basis in an amount of your choosing, whether it be a dollar, two dollars, a couple G's or whatever your heart desires. Again, for that option, go to patreon.com forward slash spun today. My writing stats for October 2018 had another strong writing month where I wrote 25 out of the 31 days of the month. That's 80.6% of the days in the month of October 2018. Then in November, the holidays hit. Mixed in with some traveling, and if you're in New York, you call anything outside, I, I guess, of like a 30, 45-minute car ride traveling. We spent Thanksgiving in Jersey at my in-laws, which is really not far. Let's say two hours, maybe hour and a half. But it was traveling nonetheless, and we spent a few days out there, and my writing numbers fell off a cliff. But that's my own fault because I could do writing on my phone, which is what I do for most of the month anyway when I'm doing a lot of writing like on the subway commuting to and from work. But excuses, excuses, excuses. My writing percentage fell off to writing only 19 out of 30 days in the month of November. That's a 63.3% of the days of November that were written on by moi. Now, what I like about that and keeping these stats is, although that's not terrible, I've had worse writing months than uh, writing 63% of the days in the month. It's a way for me to see and take note of the decline and course correct for it. And I have been doing so thus far in the month of December. So like I tell you folks, on most months, when I go over these numbers, it's definitely something I recommend. 
just uh, as a way of keeping yourself honest and um, just ke- keeping a, a certain pace, a pace that you want to keep, whether it's writing or any creative endeavor that you do passively and on your own time. Because what winds up happening is life gets in the way, as it will always, no matter what, and resistance sets in and, you know, you can get sick and tired and you kind of sort of psych yourself out and you think you're doing more than you actually are. But if you have something tangible like this that you can actually see in black and white, you get a realistic depiction of what you're doing versus what you think you're doing you can make adjustments as needed and it's very 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 simple uh to keep track of something like this like i literally use a a physical desk calendar and if i wrote for the day i put a check mark if i didn't write for the day i put an x and at the end of the month i just write it down you know there's 31 days in the month of october there's 25 check marks on my calendar. So I wrote for 25 out of the 31 days in that month. And I do the same for each month. And then I just took that information. And since I already had it written down, I just put it on the spreadsheet. And I have stats from like 2014 through now. And you can see your improvements and declines throughout the years that way. Then you can start spotting trends. Like a big trend for me is on weekends. My writing declines a lot when one would think that you have more time uh, to dedicate to things that you want to be doing uh, that you normally do passively like this. But then other things are also necessary on the weekends. You know, that's when you do like your grocery shopping and just spending time with family in general and running errands and that's when everything non-work related happens, right? On the weekends. And it's only two days versus the five days that you have during the week. So, yeah. Anyway. Those are my writing stats for the months of October and November 2018. Now, let's move on to a writing tip that I picked up along the way. Now, I have two. One writing tip and then a, I guess, like a writing uh, resource that I'm going to share with you guys. Well, technically, it's all tips and resources, right? If you actually take them in, use them, apply them, etc. But the second one is just one that I think I had shared in the past, but I'm not positive. So just in case, since this is likely the last free writing session episode in the year of 2018, I wanted to make sure that I got it in. But before that, the writing tip is from... A website called Films Late Magazine. Films Late Magazine.com. And I link to it in the episode notes, like I always do. And also, if you are ever interested in any of the things that I reference, like whether I reference a link or an article or anything like that, go to my website at sponsor.com forward slash podcast and search for the episode that you listening to like for example this is episode 115 of the sponsor podcast so you can always find it on my website by going to sponsor.com forward slash podcast forward slash 115 or whatever the episode number happens to be and there any and all links referenced in an episode will be posted it's also in the episode notes of whatever podcast app you're listening to this on 
but the website is definitely a great resource and you have links to the outro music that I use and all my affiliate links, which help support the podcast, et cetera, et cetera. So this uh, excerpt that I'm going to read from this article is an excerpt from a larger article. And um, I recommend you guys reading the the whole thing. But I wanted to read this paragraph specifically because it resonated with me. And that's what I share with you guys on these writing tips. And it's titled Moving the Story Forward. Now, this is in reference to it's a it's a, a screenwriting uh, site. But to me, to me, writing is writing, although. Sorry, guys, I lost what I was saying for a second there because I had to switch the. Uh, batteries on the mp3 recorder like i was saying something along the lines of this being a a film site or a screenwriting site and to me writing is writing writing is writing is writing it in a sense because the mediums are definitely different whether you're into non-fiction writing or writing novels or writing screenplays and then each one of those you know, breaks out into uh, different genres and each genre is different and then each genre has a subgenre and styles of writing uh, are different and vary as well as all those other segments that I, I just referenced. But at its most simplistic level, words are words, writing is writing. So I, although I recognize that they are different, I can definitely draw parallels between screenwriting and novel writing or just writing in general. Uh, which is why I like uh, reading stuff like this because you can take this and apply it to screenwriting if you are into screenwriting, if you are a screenwriter. But you can also take information from this like I did and apply it to your novel writing. So without further ado, and the excerpt is titled Moving the Story Forward. And it reads... Every scene should be in some way set up by the previous scene and should move the story forward for both the plot and the development of the characters. This will in turn set up the next scene until your screenplay reaches its climax. It's a cause and effect relationship as you draw your audience in until they become hooked. You should be reviewing as you write. You should know the payoff of a particular scene, whether you need it in your screenplay, the purpose of that scene, and whether it reveals something new about the character and or the plot. And most importantly, you should ask yourself whether the audience wants to know what will happen next. I think that's very helpful and good advice. Transcends screenplays, definitely applies to writing a novel, as I have seen and experienced with uh, my first novel that I'm writing. Not that I'm some sort of expert, but there have definitely been whole chunks and sections and and uh, string of scenes that when I look at objectively, I'm like, this kind this is kind of sort of like a story within a story type of thing, but it does nothing for the the greater story. Uh, it reveals very little. Uh, about the characters that that are involved in these scenes so got to take them out like there's there was like a full section in the beginning of my novel that and i guess this is like a good transition to give you guys an update on on my novel and where it's at 
uh, but there was like a full section in the beginning of my novel where I noticed that it was like a lot of backstory. It was my way of kind of introducing the readers to the to the main character. Uh, but it was very drawn out, very... I realized that I could tell the reader, show the reader, explain to the reader who this character was, how he was, how he thought, how he moved, how he operated, without having to string along all these uh, different anecdotal stories. I made the decision of cutting out, I would say, maybe four or five scenes. Uh, from the beginning of the story that's probably like four to five thousand words and i didn't want to at first cause i felt like damn this is a shitload of like writing but it's it's stuff that helped me kind of sort of like build the character regardless and now i'm like much happier with the story than i was back then because I, I felt it kind of like shaky in the beginning kind of like drawn out and like boring um glad i made the decision to pull it out and that I guess, I guess that's some some advice that I could share in terms of that, which is don't think that just because you like write something you don't use it that it's like garbage necessarily because like for for example with that character that I wrote a whole bunch of scenes for and wound up not using it it's still how I know in like the history of the character like before the book starts like I know that went on in his life those things and those things help shape and mold his personality moving forward. You know what I mean? So, and I've read this tactic with uh, uh, character building tips, which is like literally write stories, full stories, write uh, full books, uh, pages and pages of your like your character's life. And I, I did do that, but at a very minimal level or, well, I don't know how minimal it is compared to like other writers, but I did like an outline for from uh, the main characters. I, I think it's like a, a character worksheet that I shared with you guys in the past. I did that, but there are uh, where you can include certain things like their favorite color and how much, you know, their weight and height and uh, personality quirks and uh, hobbies and like stuff like that, that you don't necessarily include in the story, but it kind of gives you a framework to work with uh the character as a person moving forward but there are people that take that to a much deeper level and write out like five or six chapters before their book begins from the uh pov of each character then they start off their story so it's like their story begins like it hits the ground running you know what i mean like you're reading page one but they wrote 20 30 40 pages before then that you're not privy to as a reader, but it's like the world building that they do. So yeah, so in that sense, it's don't feel bad about uh, cutting out and throwing away certain things, um, although it may feel hard. And you know, there's a saying of uh, throw away your darlings, although it does seem hard to do so. And not seem, it is hard to do so. You will probably be happier for it in the long run. And the concept of throwing away your darlings is just uh, doing just that, you know, throwing away scenes that you might like and others that that you don't like because it just doesn't fit, doesn't work. And uh, you could cut it out and throw it away and build something better. And comedy, I know stand-up comics have spoken about throwing away their darlings. They, like, have a closer or closing bit, which is, like, the strongest bit because their, their acts progress to this climactic point. Uh, which is their closing bit 
and they throw away everything else before then and make that closing bit their first bit and try to build up their act that much stronger and that much better um so that when they come up with another closing bit it's like their entire act is like hitting that much more but yeah check out that full article the full article is titled anatomy of a scene the building blocks of a memorable movie and it's again uh, from films late magazine.com and i just realized i'm like reading that completely wrong it's not films late it's film slate <laughs> so film slate magazine.com and check it out i'll link to it in the episode notes the other site that i wanted to tell you guys about that i know i've referenced in the past i think i've referenced in the past so i don't know i really really think i do i did though but if i didn't you guys should definitely check it out it's a site started by lena waith which i know i've spoken to uh, i've spoken about at nauseam in the past on this podcast but lena waith has this really great a site that she began called Hillman Grad Network. She was a fan of like the Cosby Show and a different world and stuff like that back then. So she named it uh, Hillman Grad. Hillman was the co- the fictional college that like all the kids wound up like going to. Uh, Cliff Huxtable wanted to, I think, the father, aka Bill Cosby, aka rapist. But the site is a great resource and i link directly to actually the resources page and it's a section of the site that again i'll link to in the episode notes that has a bunch of recommendations and resources for people that are into writing i heard her mention the site on a breakfast club interview a while back and i checked it out and it's dope and I bumped into, for example, the resources site has a section of books that she recommends, a section of podcasts, a section for master classes, and a section for uh, YouTube uh, documentary, YouTube slash documentaries. So it's like YouTube videos and uh, documentaries uh, about writing and uh, a script database where you where she has like a a couple links like for example the uh tv calling uh link under the script database section which is literally links to uh scripts like you can read the actual script used in the pilot episode of uh, showtime's white famous or abc's happy endings or netflix's master of none you know, like stuff like that. It's it's really cool. Uh, there's um, books recommended by people like K.M. Wyland, which is uh, someone whose uh, blog I read and I've heard on podcasts as well. And I've shared in the past um, tips from K.M. Wyland's website. Uh, so you have a bunch of different books, a bunch of different podcasts like the writer's panel, which I listen to. And a bunch of others, which I have not started listening to yet, but definitely plan to. Master classes like Shonda Rhimes, Aaron Sorkins, Ron Howard. And then the YouTube and documentary section, which I definitely want to recommend that I saw. One of the first ones that I saw after stumbling onto this uh, site, which is Tales from the Script. It's kind of like a playoff of uh, Tales from the Crypt. 
that uh old i think it was on hbo i want to say but actually, I don't think so because I didn't have HBO. But I remember watching that shit and being scared as fuck when I was a kid. Um, it was kind of like a Twilight Zone type of thing. Um, Tales from the Script, which is available if you have Amazon. It's available on Amazon Prime. So you guys can uh, stream that for free. Definitely check that out. Check out the resource. Check out the this site called, again, HillmanGradNetwork.com. I link to the resources section of that website, uh, which has other links to all these other resources that anybody who's into writing of any kind, but definitely if you're into uh, screenwriting, more so there's a heavier emphasis in that because that's, again, the world that uh, Lena Waithe comes from in terms of TV writing. She's the creator of The Shy on Showtime, has written on Masters of None, on Netflix, she actually won an Emmy, if I'm not mistaken. Is that the the awards for TV shows and shit? I think she was the first uh, African-American woman to win an Emmy for uh, comedy writing for that uh, for an episode of of a Masters of None that she wrote. And um, definitely, definitely a talented person. So check it out. Again, it's called HillmanGradNetwork.com. Next up, it's what I've been reading, and I have been reading uh, Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules for Life, and I think I mentioned that in the past, but I'm still reading it because it's a very dense read. Not that it's a difficult read, it's just full of a wealth of information, and I like taking information like that and hearing a scene or two because uh, I'm listening to it on audiobook and letting it marinate and you know thinking on it thinking on the concepts and ideas and seeing what I agree with what I disagree with and I think it's important not to just like swallow things whole but as people we are like filters of information you know we get things from different inputs whether it's from books or podcasts or TV shows or movies or other people we filter things in and out and adjust our outlook on things accordingly. And when you're presented with something that has so much information in it, like uh, a Jordan Peterson book, I think it's more beneficial to take your time with it. For those of you that aren't familiar with Jordan Peterson, he is a writer, obviously, but he is primarily a uh, Canadian clinical psychologist and a professor of psychology at the University of Toronto. He has been on podcasts like uh, JRE, which is where I heard of him for the for the first time, and he's been on there um, a few times ever since. And he's another podcast that I've heard him on, notably on, which I thought was funny, not funny, but just like interesting different and i guess like unexpected but it turned out to be like a really good episode theo vaughn's uh podcast he was on as well theo vaughn is a comic and he's funny and like rogan for example is a comic also but rogan has in my opinion the most diverse uh guest list of like any podcast on the net and he has uh scholars and scientists and uh, MMA fighters and 
YouTube personalities and podcasters and just a, a, a vast array of people from different walks of life and writers, etc. Uh, professors. But um, Theo Vaughn, has, uh, I listen to, to his podcast fairly frequently. And he has mostly like comics on and kind of like a, he's like a silly, funny kind of guy, but uh, fairly introspective as well, like a lot of comics are. And I just, I don't know, I just, like, didn't expect, like, for him to have a psychology professor on, you know? <laughs> and he did, and I listened to it based off of, wow, this seems like a weird mix. Let me see how this how this uh, shit show turned out. And I wound up really liking that episode. I think I recommended that episode in one of the uh, Midday Monday Boost letters, which you guys can subscribe to for free by going to spuntoday.com forward slash subscribe. That's my weekly newsletter that goes out every Monday at noon and has a podcast recommendation of the week along with a handful of other things. But yeah, uh, Jordan Peterson is a person who he leans religious. That's like one of his, his, I guess, one of the criticisms that I've heard most uh um regarding him that he's kind of using religion as a crutch i guess or just like you know people have like a like a thing like a like a apprehension towards um religious like people i guess and i don't know i i don't really get that from him he kind of describes it as using religion and religious stories to help tell deeper moral truths. And he feels that uh, religious stories do that better than a lot of other things for the most part. Regardless of whether you're religious or not, I myself am not, you can definitely get useful things from religion or benefit from these deeper moral truths he's regardless of that he's definitely a great thinker he's he's he and like a sam harris for example are like the and i'll put elon musk in the same category as well or at least in my opinion and i'm positive i'm not the only person to hold uh, this opinion like amongst the greatest thinkers of our time like how people categorize like uh, socrates and nietzsche and as like these great historical uh thinkers people are going to look back on uh folks like jordan peterson and sam harris and brett weinstein and elon musk um in the same vein interestingly enough actually which i'll link to this in the episode notes as well like jordan peterson after uh gaining a shitload of popularity has uh he does tours now and these are just like talking tours like he's not a comic he's not uh well you can argue if he's funny or not or whatever um but he gives these like intellectual talks and he sells out theaters just giving these two three four hour talks just like speaking about like philosophy and psychology and shit uh, which is like crazy unheard of you know it's pretty nutty and he has um this debate i think it's like a three-parter i've seen uh two two parts of it they're like two and a half to three hours each and i've watched two of them 
uh, with uh, Sam Harris. Sam Harris is a, a neuroscientist, which I have uh, spoken about in the past. And he has the Waking Up podcast with Sam Harris. And he, he's the guy that, I don't know if you guys remember, I, I mentioned that every time I listen to his podcast, I feel like my IQ gets raised by by a couple levels. Um, he has these, like, debates. He's, like, on a stage, him, uh, Jordan Peterson, and Sam Harris, and it's moderated by Brett Weinstein. It was produced by uh, Pangburn, and it's just them debating and going back and forth on certain things. Namely, it starts off, uh, I guess, like, with religion, if I remember correctly, and, like, Sam... Sam, they had a, a podcast, like an epic podcast on a couple of them, actually, on like truth, like they debated truth, like what truth means or something like that for like an hour and a half. But that wasn't like the intent of the podcast. They were just like about to start debating a larger point and like having a conversation. And then they got stuck on that truth and they went back and forth on the same thing for like an hour and a half. And it was like intellectual ping pong and interesting, but boring at the same time. But I don't know. It was, I thought it was good. I'm into weird shit like that. Um, then they had another podcast where they actually got past uh, that point and it was more more productive. But anyway, they have turned this this. Uh, they have done you know Jordan Peterson does his own like talks and Sam Harris does his own like talks and touring and stuff like that and like around the world type shit and they did this set of of three uh together the first video for example has like 1.1 million views just the original version uh i've seen like other people repost it and they have like hundreds of thousands of, of views as well it's just interesting shit and um it's like jordan peterson coming from the point of view of using religion to get to these deeper truths and sam harris pretty much taking the position he's a a, a known um I don't even know if he calls himself an atheist, um, but definitely uh, thinks religion is an unnecessary framework or scaffolding to get the these uh, moral truths, to get to these moral truths. Uh, but Jordan Peterson's argument is pretty much that it gets us there faster. And you see him like debating these like intellectual points um, very eloquently, very respectfully, very saliently. And... I I just think that's pretty dope. And I'll link to that in the episode notes. I'll link to the, the first session if you guys want to check it out at least for a few minutes. Um, I definitely recommend it. And there's like uh, two other ones after that first one. So I think it's a total of three, if I'm not mistaken. I've only seen two. have not watched the third one yet. Actually, I don't think I finished the second one. I think I'm like midway or three quarters through the second one. Now, before I go on to... Uh, reading and reflecting on some of my own free writing just to put a pin on where I'm at with my novel my first novel currently titled working title fractal then I told you guys I think I've told you guys I'm definitely going to do a podcast just dedicated to the book where um, as part of like my uh, my personal little uh, self-promotion and um uh, book release when the time comes but it's pretty much about um a group of people that have the ability to go back in time and right wrongs i think that's the simplest way that i can put it 
and they realize that you know it's a whole subset of people that have the ability to different levels you know it's a spectrum like everything else and some people have the ability more so than others and some people don't use the ability some people don't even know that they have the ability some people like fine-tune it become better at it people use it for bad and people use it for good and uh stuff like that uh anyway where i'm at with it is that it's completely written completely done and uh you know i I wrote the first draft second draft third draft and went through all that and since i'm doing my own editing for this first one which i know is a big no-no in the writing community and i'm not i i want to be able to look back in the future and the future i definitely plan to 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 shell out for professional editing but i want to have my own personal reference and for me to live through being able to see the difference between self-editing and professional editing Plus, I just had a new baby, so if I could save a couple grand and apply that towards buying more diapers, it's probably a a smarter play right now financially. (laughs) But uh, regardless, even before having a kid, I uh, plan to do it this way just because, again, I want to have the personal uh, frame of reference. And what I decided to do is several several pass-throughs of editing. One of them, for example, is a narration point of view, like making sure that the narration is the style of narration that I chose for the book, which what I've chosen is a third-person omniscient point of view, which is a method of storytelling in which the narrator knows the thoughts and feelings of all of the characters in the story. You can choose to tell stories in a variety of different uh, points of views, which I, I think I've spoken about in the past in a previous free writing episode but um it could be like a first person it could be through the uh point of view of just one specific character so that character never knows what anybody else is thinking or doing just like us as humans you know like the human experience you don't know what's in somebody else's head but yeah but there's a a lot of different things that editors do which i know i'm not an editor but i do listen to writing podcasts and um kind of sort of like cherry pick the picking of the brain of editors when they are on these writing podcasts and i listen a lot to editors like uh, sean coin which has been an editor for over over 20 years 25 years and you know look for all these like free resources online like the story grid podcast or like joanna's uh joanna pen's uh the creative pen podcast etc and i see what i can apply and try to do myself because it's much more than just proofreading, although that is definitely one of the the steps in this whole editing process that, or self-editing process that I kind of formulated for myself. And so one of them is the narration uh, point of view. Make sure that that's on point because you'd want to choose to tell a story as like one character and then have a few scenes from the point of view of a different character. And it's kind of like, wait, how does this person know what that character is doing if the entire story is like not in that vantage point? Unless you choose to do something like I did, uh, which is kind of sort of like why I chose that point of view, because before I started like reading into what point of view was, I 
had already started the story and i was just like writing things from all different uh points of view mainly from the main character's point of view but you have scenes that the main character is not involved in and um uh, conversations with different people and it's like how is the main character gonna know that if i just tell it from his point of view but the omniscient narrator point of view kind of solves for that then another pass through editing is a uh, spelling and grammar Odds are, especially doing this yourself, you're not going to correct every single misspelling. Like every time I go through it again, um, I, you know, I, I catch something that I fucked up on. And, you know, it's not as simple as just using like spell check or something like that. It's things like the word of, and I meant to write the word if. And, you know, spell check is not going to pick something like that up. It's just something that you kind of sort of have to try to be cognizant of and especially when you're going through your spelling and grammar pass through. So I'm like specifically sticking to trying to focus on spelling and grammar things and not focus on narration as much when I'm doing like a spelling and grammar pass through of a scene that I wrote, right? You can't wear every single hat at the same time. So you do it in, at least for me, compartmentalize them and say, okay, I'm going to read through this scene, specifically looking for spelling and grammar errors. Then read through it again. All right, now I'm reading through it, specifically looking for a narration point of view, edits that, that are needed, etc. So after the the first draft, then revised um, draft, the second draft, third draft, and the final draft, I did a narration point of view run through and spelling and grammar run through through the entire story and i'm in the third act of the spelling and grammar run through and then i have just one more run through of of to do in over the entire book which is conventions where i'm going through to do comparison of the conventions that are applicable to my genre of story which is a, a thriller a suspense thriller in accordance with uh sean coin's free resource on uh, the story grid podcast site where he breaks down certain um scenes and conventions which are necessary to be part of a story to make that story work and those conventions and scenes are in accordance with with whatever the genre is for example the conventions and scenes applicable to a thriller suspense story are not the same conventions and scenes that are applicable to a romance story. So that's the final passage that I'm going to do where I expect uh, probably some rewriting uh, or uh, taking away or amending or adding of uh, certain scenes that may be necessary. But that would be the final pass through that I do from a story writing standpoint. And then the final, final, final thing that I have to do in terms of the writing of the story, well, not really the writing, but it's the formatting, which is how I want the uh, book to look on the paper. You know, how the, how the writing is going to look on the paper. This is where I'm going to pick out the font, the size of the text, the... Uh, uh, level of indenting of the 
paragraphs and the spacing and like the if i'm gonna do block texting or not which i have to look into if i am going to use quotations for every uh a bit of dialogue or not etc etc then uh the body of the book will will be completely done uh, in terms of the story then i just have to i guess within like the formatting itself you know that's where like the chapters are going to be broken up um because for right now everything's just broken up into scenes and like first act second act third act then the final piece is uh, a cover which i am gonna have professionally done by using uh right now most likely what i'm gonna use is 99 designs which last i looked into a long time ago not not too long ago probably a few months ago when i was just curious about the pricing of, of uh covers um you get like a full-blown professional cover done to your specs for um they have like a 99 dollar package a 300 dollar package and uh different levels of packages um where you have different levels of input um so that's something that i'm gonna spring for this time around uh when i did my first book which is uh my my nonfiction book which is called make way for you tips for getting out of your own way available on amazon or kindle or wherever you read your ebooks and available on my site for free if you're interested uh by signing up at uh, spunthay.com forward slash books i'll send you a free copy if you're interested um i designed that cover myself and by design they use that term very loosely it's pretty much black text and has some has like a square border around <laughs> around the cover but again i wanted that experience of doing of creating a book from scratch top to bottom now uh compare it with the experience of uh getting professional cover design but the inside is going to be created top to bottom from myself and then moving forward with the next iteration of the professional cover design and then professional editing as well and you know with editing there's different levels of editing right there's simple proofreading um line editing story editing etc etc so that's more likely than not going to be a whole layered approach as well so again i can look back and when i'm on my uh fourth fifth sixth novel down the line I have that personal historical frame of reference of how things improved and how things worked and what works for me might not necessarily be what works for you, et cetera, et cetera. So that's where I'm at with my book. Based on what I have left to do, I expect a Q1 release in 2019, first quarter of 2019. Now, without further ado, I'm going to read and reflect on some free writing of my own available at spuntoday.com forward slash free writing. If you guys want to read along or check them out in the future, all my free writing posts are posted there. Not all that I've actually written because I handwrite these and then just transpose some of them onto my website here. But all that I share with you guys here on the Spun Today podcast are available at spuntoday.com forward slash free writing i'm going to share three posts with you guys today 
all of them were posted on the site on December 11th, 2018. And I'll let you guys know after I read each individual post when I actually physically wrote them. But they were all posted on December 11th, 2018. So it should be easy for you guys to track down. First up is a post titled, Your Inability to Earn It is the Only Obstacle. And I wrote, The expectation of excellence is dangerous. You're not owed anything. It's not coming to you while you sit around and wait for it. Snap out of it before you let it all slip away. It really is yours for the taking, as long as you're willing to take it. Your inability to earn it is the only obstacle in your way. That obstacle can come in an endless array of different colors and sizes, shapes and textures, but it all boils down to the same thing, the same root cause. First, break down the mental walls confining you from your destination. Realize that those walls that built up into an intricate labyrinth of life experiences are there because you put them there. Take that burden off of your shoulders. Now you can begin your work. Now you can begin to be excellent. Now you can begin to be you. And I wrote that on Thursday, July 9th, 2015, at 12.03 a.m. So it was definitely, I would say, giving myself, you know, being kind of introspective and giving myself a little pep talk here with this post. A touch of uh, tough love in the you're not owed anything uh, a sentence and uh, phraseology there kind of like a reality check of with that line that says it's not coming to you while you sit around and wait for it, snap out of it before you let it all slip away. I do like the, what I decided to use as the the title of the post, which is your inability to earn it is the only obstacle in your way. And that kind of speaks to your inability to earn it specifically. You not being able to apply the hard work necessary that it takes to achieve whatever it is you're setting out to achieve you guys know i'm a firm believer that hard work is on this side of most of the things that you want whether it's being in shape whether it's writing a book whether it's having a healthier relationship with someone hard work is on this side of all of it whether it's a raise at work a promotion at work Whatever it is, hard work is the precursor to all of it. And I think that that line speaks volumes in that direction, stating that your inability to earn it is the only obstacle. So you earn it by putting in the hard work. Your inability to earn it, aka your inability to put in the hard work, is the only obstacle. Uh, what else? What else? I like the the way that this line is worded not as much the context of it uh, but the just the wording of it which is realize that those walls that built up into an intricate labyrinth of life experiences are there because you put them there so i like that the walls are made up of an intricate labyrinth of life experiences 
And it said that all of your life experiences from when you're a child to when you're a senior citizen, you may not remember each and every one of the experiences that you go through in life and always have them readily available in your mind, but they all inform your behavior. The line before this one states that uh, first you have to break down the mental walls confining you from your destination. And those are things like uh, resistance-based things of, you know, I can't do this because I'm not good enough or I can't do that because I don't have the time to or I can't write a book because I have to, you know, work so many hours or I have to take care of a sick relative or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Whatever excuses you put in the forefront of a goal that you want to achieve is represented in this post by first you have to break down the mental walls confining you from your destination. Your destination is the goal. You, the mental walls are everything you put in front of achieving that goal. And then the realizing that those walls that built up into an intricate labyrinth of life experiences are there because you put them there is not discounting the fact that we all have to deal with life, with real life, with real shit that we have to deal with, whether it's, again, sick relatives or doctor's appointments or looking after family and friends and children and work and just life in general. We all have our different versions of life. But being cognizant of your choice of prioritizing things. And it's not to say that you shouldn't, you should be a completely self-absorbed, selfish person and put all your needs and wants and desires in front of all those other things going on in your life. If you did that, you'd be a sociopath and probably not a pleasant person to be around. But being cognizant that your prioritization is a choice and realizing that just because you have things in your life that you have to take care of before other things and you prioritize, you choose to prioritize things a certain way doesn't mean that you can't achieve the goals that you set out to achieve. We can see, and this happens to me as well, we can see, you know, I have goal A, which is, let's say, write a book. And then a bunch of things happen, you know, this weekend that spills into next weekend and it spills into the third week after that. And I see all those things and it discourages me from doing, from writing this book, for example. If I focus on those walls and those life experiences and those those things that I've prioritized before my goal of writing the book, I'll never write it. There'll, there'll always be something. Always, always, always be something. But realizing that, allow me to say, all right, I have this goal of writing a book and I know that all this other stuff in my life is not something I can just like put off or like never pay attention to. So I have to be a bit more savvy and devise a, a plan, a goal, um, a game plan of achieving a goal. And for me, that's turned into podcasting on weekends and writing on the subway when I'm on my way to work and, you know, waking up an hour and change earlier than I need to 
to work on my social media and my website and stuff like that, which is may not seem like a oh, wow thing. But those are things that I put in place that I continue to work on and tweak that have allowed me to create this podcast and create this blog post that I'm reading right now. And I think that's a good, healthy approach and uh, takeaway from this particular post. Next up is another post titled Fuck Writer's Block. Now, this is a... It's not a poem. It's not... It's just a very short post that I wrote. Uh, Let me just read it to you guys first, and then we'll do a little reflecting on it, but it's really short. I wrote completely clogged up like constipation like a stuffed nose during flu season the 405 during rush hour hasn't seen congestion like this but all in all i'd be remiss if i didn't do this had to at the very least give it a whirl fuck you writer's block and that's it see told you guys it was short I wrote that on Wednesday, August 12, 2015 at 11.41 p.m. And this was apparently me being frustrated without uh, being able to write anything for some amount of time, which I'm not too sure. I'm sure I could easily find out by looking at the post before that in that particular notebook and cross-referencing that with uh, other notebooks that I use for uh, different writing purposes and checking the date timestamp that I put on it, like the one I put on this one at the bottom, Wednesday, August 12, 2015 at 11.41 p.m. But that seems unnecessary. <laughs> um, basically, I had writer's block and writing this little post was a way of me just physically putting pen to paper writing something whatever came to mind and as the act in and of itself was a fuck you to the writer's block that i was experiencing beyond that i don't think there's much else in this post of consequence aside from when you feel you have writer's block write something anything give it a whirl if not you'd be remiss like i said in that post Alrighty, and last but not least, the final post that I'm going to read to you guys is titled Levels of Reality. And I wrote, there are different levels of reality. You know how they say perception is reality? That's one. Another level, or layer, if you will, would be that intent is reality. The true intent of one's actions or inactions. Sometimes shrouded in doubt, hesitation, fear, and or shame lies how you really want it to act, how you really want it to be. That layer of reality that is known to you and often to you alone. The intent behind committing a crime usually translates into adding a degree or two to a sentence. Yet, positive intent translates into a void of what could have been. How do we make it so that our positive intent 
becomes our reality. Let's focus on those resistant factors that don't allow our intent to permeate into the realm of perception. Take yourself out of the equation objectively and make your decisions and subsequently your actions echo the sentiment of your intent. Let's change ourselves in this way and in doing so, do our part in changing the world. Kind of a lofty goal there, huh? Um, I wrote that on Sunday, November 1st, 2015 at 10.50 a.m. I guess this whole post, from my perspective now, comes from a place of trying to bridge the gap between my intent for doing things and, you know, I guess obviously it's not a a, un- a unique uh, situation. It's probably applicable to many others. But your intent for doing things versus what is perceived by others. And I kind of give the example there of, or not kind of, I give the example there of intent being factored into like the criminal justice system and how that translates to something tangible. The intent behind committing a crime, whether, um, you know, it's considered like first degree murder or second degree murder, premeditated or whatever, um, intent factors in there somewhere and it escalates the level of the sentencing to a certain level based on that intent. But I don't know of, uh, I guess a social equivalent for positive expressions of intent. And where it's like somebody didn't do something, but they meant to, they intended to. Um, so, you know, they get some sort of cr- social credit for that. If you will, like that doesn't exist, right? So to kind of even the score, I guess, a bit, or to make it so that the intent that you feel inwardly is tangibly expressed outwardly. I mentioned in that final paragraph to kind of take ownership of the fact that, you know, it's not the same thing, like a negative intent versus positive intent. But you can take yourself, like I say, take yourself out of the equation objectively and make your decisions and subsequently your actions echo the sentiment of your intent. Take yourself out of a situation that for whatever reason, you're not, you're not acting in the way that you intend to. You're not, your decisions and your actions don't reflect your, your true intent. And that could be for a vast array of reasons. Maybe you're too shy. Maybe you don't think your input is, is worthy enough in the context of the situation that you're in. Maybe you think that somebody else uh, should take the initiative for something and you shouldn't. Maybe it's not, you feel it's not your place to, or whatever it is. But I guess what it's saying, what I'm saying in this post is to look at yourself objectively in those situations and allow the your intent to have a voice by you like overriding i guess your default position of being too shy or or whatever it is that's keeping you from acting out your intent and give your 
intent a chance and actually implement them actually act in the way that you want to act say the thing that you want to say that you intended to say but didn't for whatever reason and in doing so you kind of like evolve and like grow as a person a bit even you know in a in a in a small way and to the end of the loftier goal that i say there in the in the last sentence that you change yourself that way and in changing yourself you do a small part in changing the world now that's all easier said than done but it is a roadmap nonetheless to achieving that goal and that said folks that is episode 115 of the spun today podcast again i'm your host tony ortiz really appreciate you guys listening this may be the final episode of the spun today podcast in the year 2018 um toying around with the idea trying to find time to uh, release a bonus episode just because i feel bad that uh, in the past uh, like month and a half two months i re-released two episodes so i'm trying to squeeze in um an extra episode this year but that might not happen if it doesn't happen this will be the final episode of the sponsor day podcast in the year 2018 and if that's the case it's been a hell of a year and i will speak to you guys in 2019 but if it's not the case then you guys will be hearing from me at least one more time before 2018 is out and but Either way, this will definitely be the last free writing session episode of the Sponsor Day Podcast in the year 2018. It's more writing heavy. Um, as you guys just heard, you know, it's writing tips and writing stats and my own writing and stuff that I'm reading and writing tips. It's more leaning towards writing heavy stuff. And I hope you guys that are into it appreciate it. But um, either way, I'm going to try to record, no promises, try to record one of one more random rant episode to cap off the year. Either way, guys, episode 115 in the books. Thank you very much for listening. Stick around so that you can hear uh, some ways you can help support the Sponsor Day Podcast. It would be much appreciated. And uh, listen to some music in the background. Or get to wrap things up. to receive a short email from me once a week you know that feeling you have on a monday at work when you have absolutely nothing to look forward to except for lunch have no fear the midday monday boost letter is here in this short weekly newsletter you will receive five things one is a photograph of the week from a photographer 
a podcast of the week. I listen to tons of podcasts, dozens and dozens of podcasts, hundreds of episodes, and I cherry pick the best ones and I share them with you here. You'll also receive a video of the week, which could be anything from a rap battle to a TED talk. You receive a quote of the week, something to let marinate in your mind, and a word of the week so that you and I can both step up our vocab. So if any of that sounds of interest to you, check it out. Check out the subscribe page at spuntray.com forward slash subscribe. Drop in your email address and you'll receive the very next one. For any writers or creatives out there, I have a questionnaire. It's a five question questionnaire that anyone is free to fill out. It's located at spuntray.com forward slash questionnaire. And what it is, is five open-ended questions related to your craft. It's things like what inspires you to write or create whenever you don't feel the inspiration to do so. What are your favorite apps or tools or tricks to trick yourself into getting into the mind state of actually creating what inspires you, et cetera, et cetera, stuff like that. And what I do with your responses is share them on a future episode of the podcast. Now you can choose to remain anonymous. If you choose to, you have that option right there when you fill out the questionnaire. And if you do not choose to remain anonymous, I give you a shout out on the podcast and promote for free, whatever it is that you have going on. So I appreciate you in advance for sharing that with me, as well as the rest of the listeners of the Today podcast, which would stand to gain from you filling out the questionnaire. Now, you can help support the podcast in a myriad of ways. One way which does not cost you anything and is most popular within the podcasting community is by shopping on Amazon using my affiliate links banner. So the way that works is you go to Spuntray.com forward slash affiliate links or just click on the affiliate links tab at the top center of the page and there you will see a banner for Amazon. You literally just click on that and it takes you to Amazon's website where you do your shopping like you normally do. It does not cost you anything extra, but Amazon will give me a kickback just for driving traffic to their website. So that would be a big help. It literally costs you nothing extra financially, just costs you a couple of extra clicks of your mouse before you do your Amazon shopping. The iTunes banner that's on that same page works the same way. So if you're purchasing music or movies or whatever it is on iTunes, feel free to go through my affiliate link portal there as well. If you want to make a one-time uh, PayPal donation, feel free to do so. There's a PayPal donation button on there as well. Within that same tab, you'll also find a link to the Spun Today Viral Style store. Now, the Viral Style store is a store where you can get Spun Today merch, whether it's a coffee mug or a t-shirt that I personally designed. And spoiler alert, I'm no... I'm no Ralph Lauren or, you know, whoever designs Gucci stuff, <laughs> but I did create the design of those shirts myself. I have a couple t-shirts on there. One that says, for example, right need every day, which is a playoff of Snoop, Dre and Nate Dogs. smoke weed every day. So it's right need every day with like a puff cloud of smoke behind it. I have a podcast versus everybody t-shirt and uh, just stuff like that. So check it out. The link to the viral style store is also there. You can also help support the podcast on a reoccurring basis. If you become a Patreon supporter. Now, Patreon is pretty cool and it's, there's a little 
um, video explanation of what it is and how it works, but I'll try to do my best to summarize it here. Basically, you sign on to Patreon, which is a free service for your account, and you can support not just myself, but any other uh, podcasters or creatives that also have Patreon pages. And you can choose to, for example, donate a dollar to them on a per episode basis. So the Sponsor Day podcast has two uh, episodes a month. So if you donate a dollar to it, it'll be two dollars a month, basically. And you set it up and it just happens automatically on a reoccurring basis. There are zero fees. You can cancel at any time. No hassle, no bullshit. And it's uh, it's a cool way to help support and is much appreciated. And also, it's not just like a, for example, uh, a PayPal donation, which is just that. But through Patreon, it allows the creator, in this case being myself, to set up a reward system, if you will. So if you donate a dollar per episode, you are considered a tier one supporter. If you donate $3 per episode, you are a second tier supporter etc etc and it goes up to four tiers and each tier gets different things like uh tier one gets a free sponsored bookmark and a shout out on the podcast tier three gets uh gets those two things from tier one as well as a free writing piece that's not posted on on my website or available to anyone else etc etc so check that out if you will and uh, visit my Patreon page at Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Spun Today. Another great, amazing way to help support the podcast is to rate and review it. This costs you absolutely nothing. Whether you listen on iTunes, on Stitcher, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, on Pocket Casts, on Overcast, on Player FM, on Google Play, on YouTube, on Tumblr, or if you listen on Podbay or any other of your favorite podcast apps, please rate and review the episode. It really is the number one way to help the show gain traction, gain exposure. You know, you could also share it with friends and family and tell them, you know, check out what this idiot is saying. Some of it is actually pretty good or it all fucking sucks and you should listen and laugh. But as long as you're listening, <laughs> it would be much appreciated. So rate and review the podcast wherever it is that you listen. Follow me on Twitter or on Instagram at Spun Today. Like the Facebook fan page at facebook.com forward slash Spun Today. Subscribe to my YouTube page as well. All podcast episodes are available on YouTube as well as clipped versions. For example, with the random rant episodes, you know, I speak about a bunch of different topics instead of having the full episode alone, which is also available on YouTube. But you also have snippets of the different topics broken up into more digestible chunks. So check that out. You can also support by checking out my book, Make Way For You, Tips For Getting Out Of Your Own Way. It's a quick short read if you're looking for some inspiration and motivation, and you can find out more about it at spuntray.com forward slash books. There you'll find a video of me telling you all how the book came to fruition, as well as a couple of audio excerpts. If you're interested, you can purchase it wherever books are sold, Kindle, iBooks, Kobo, in ebook or paperback format, which you can find on Amazon. Also, for being a Spun Today listener, I can also send you a free copy. 
right there on that same landing page at sponsor.com forward slash books. Drop in your email address at the bottom of the page and I'll shoot you over a copy in the format of your choice. And that's all I got, folks. Thanks again for checking out this episode. And as always, substitute the mysticism with hard work and start taking steps in the general direction of your dreams. Thanks for listening.